Uh, they love the D. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, this is Tony DeCero, this is the Mighty Modingo, and we're back after a long break, and we're glad to be here. Yes, How yes, are we you are. fellas doing? I'm good. Chilling? You've been, like, having a good summer? Have you been doing DJ stuff? What's been going on? Me? I've been doing a little bit of everything, I You've feel been, like, all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I left the country twice, I guess, yeah, since, uh, since we last recorded. So what brought you on those adventures? Uh, the first one was a family vacation. Uh, okay. Every two years or so, like, we get the whole, whole family together. We went on a cruise, went to the Dominican. It was right after all those people were dying at the resort. So it was like, it, it upped the ante. You know, you had to go go full on. You know, either yeah. drink the rum or not. You know, <laughs> obviously I survived because I like rum. Uh, and then well, we stopped in Grand Turks. That was pretty cool, too. And then... Uh, about a month ago, I was in Sweden, and that was for some fitness stuff. That was pretty cool. One thing I, that was weird about my trip to Sweden is, I guess, certain features on the Apple Watches aren't turned on in other countries. So when I was going to pay with my watch, people were looking at me like I had a horn growing out of my forehead. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Like, is this guy from the future? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you want to pay? And I saw the little radio you know, button on the, on the little pay things. I was like, oh, okay. And they were like what are you doing i'm like i'm paying for my food like you can do that with your watch i was like yeah yeah it's, was it like you started questioning yourself yeah like, am I, was, I in the right reality right now or i was like am this? i making this stuff up and then one time i actually was te- re, uh, doing a text to my daughter because she was asking me a question and the lady was like did you just put your pin number in and i was like no i was talking to my okay okay yeah I guess I didn't realize they were behind on some of that. I don't know if it's behind, but it just maybe like certain features aren't activated because I know for the longest time with the uh, watches in Canada, it didn't do the EKG thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe they don't want their people knowing they have heart problems because those are why they flood the hospitals. You know, free, <laughs> free health care. Shout out Canada. <laughs> it, it took two and a half minutes for Mo to make it political. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty different. But no, nah, I had a great time. Uh, Got to work with this guy. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, that was a being, good time. Yeah, that was, that was a great show, being uh, backline support. So that's always good when Tony uh, lets me tag along and kind of see what he does in his world. Yeah, I definitely want to ask you guys about that. Uh, that, that always fascinates me, just hearing those stories about the, the stuff that you guys see kind of behind the, the stage and, you know, the, the um, fires that Tony has to put out mm-hmm. at the last second and the security things that you've had to handle. Yeah. It's just, this, it's so interesting to have that, that point of view for it. And then to kind of pair that with the pictures and videos that you guys, you know, post on your stories. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I learned all about the Wooks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, right. it, it, you know, I, I know a lot about culture with my travels and everything, but that was a culture I had not fully been exposed to. <laughs> Uh, that, that was a uh, that was pretty uh, interesting. The nectar fans, yeah, man. yeah, the ne- the nectar heads, they man. Are hardcore. Those cats showed up as soon as gates opened and stayed right up against the rails until like twenty minutes after bass nectar played, like yeah. they were, nine hours later. They weren't impressed with anybody, no act. I mean, the whole time it's <laughs> no, no. They did. They were impressed with Troy Boy. Well, yeah, they, they, yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. They did uh, start rocking the fence to him because I guess they weren't expecting like some heavy bass from a dude that wasn't based nectar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right though. For the most part, like for the, you know, about seven of the nine hours that they were up there, just like (laughs) bring on the nectar. So yeah, we are coming back from kind of a long break and uh, we should probably at least address the the long break here. And so, you know, we take a summer break Mm -hmm. every year. Uh, this one was just uh, particularly long and particularly sudden. Yeah, we, we included the spring in this one. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. So I, I claim full responsibility for the uh, suddenness and the length of this of this break. Well, but you had a lot going on too. You I, just, I did. You know, started started a brand new business. Congratulations on oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. My my wife and I. Uh, she's the the rock star realtor, and I'm the guy hiding in the corner trying to do the back-end business stuff and make the numbers work and get leads and and that kind of thing that all the stuff that she shouldn't be focusing on all the stuff you did like in your previous life 
well, for the most part with the IT-ish of. stuff. The, yeah. the, the lead gen stuff is a little new other than, um, you know, from the context of Passionate DJ. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a little different because this isn't like a primary business, you know, kind of thing like it is with, mm-hmm. with that. And so it's been a, a, a big learning process and kind of not really having a, de- a day job again, but not really not having a day job, mm-hmm. you know, is like in this kind of like twilight in the middle. And so, you know, that was kind of coming to a head and I got really overwhelmed with the pace that we were trying to keep with mm-hmm. the podcast, uh, with Passionate DJ, and then my uh, other business, which is like, I'm, that was my entire problem is I had like three or four business things mm-hmm. and I'd like over overloaded myself and kind of panicked. And so it was like, let's take the break now. Yeah. And it but, was, but for, for everybody out there, like a lot of your, that other, your other job, like it's all like seasonal based and it's like a massive yeah. like, pool at the end of the it's year a retail thing so yeah it's like very fourth quarter yeah. kind of based hardcore you know, fourth quarter, yeah. yeah like 90 percent of your business is in the fourth quarter yeah right? so yeah. it's my you know my bank account goes up and down and up and down mm-hmm. and it was kind of like stressing me out and so it, it just it was kind of a thing where it was like passionate djs is something that we care about so much and we had always had meetings about it like if this gets to be something that's like it's too much to handle and we're mm-hmm. not enjoying doing it. Let's just stop take, yeah. instead of like letting it blow up. Like, let's just hit the pause button mm-hmm. and let it like just simmer until we can like reboot or whatever we need to do. Yeah. And so that's what we decided to do. Um, you know, this means too much to us to, to just stop. And yeah. it also means too, too much to us to try to keep, too rigorous of a pace to where we're not we're doing not the fun. content justice and, yep. and that sort of thing. So we backed off from that. We released one or two videos, but we, for the most part, we just kind of took the summer off. But the the Facebook group has been, you know, active Robust and awesome. As always, and, yeah. and, and that's really the cool thing that I learned about uh, passionate DJ audience is that like they're they're really hardcore. Like mm-hmm. they're they're here. And they they just continued to interact like nothing had really changed, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty cool to see that. And I'm sure you guys got some DMs too because people are like, "Hey, what's going on? Everything yeah. okay?" You know, just like, "Oh, we're just taking a break." It, it, that was the other thing yeah. I learned because I was I was really concerned that because I kind of had like, I don't want to say an emotional breakdown, but like whatever is a step right before <laughs> that, and, and it wasn't passionate DJ doing it. It was just passionate DJ was taking up the time and, mm-hmm. and I had to focus it elsewhere, you know? And so it was like, I, I just kind of like, like a fuse blew mm-hmm. and I, I kind of stopped and, but the, the community, like I was really worried that they weren't going to understand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That it was going to be like, okay, I guess this is over now and it would just fizzle out. It, and then the other half would, would be angry and, mm-hmm. and we would start getting hate mail and stuff. I, I haven't, I don't know about you guys, I haven't seen one piece of hate mail. The, well, aside, uh, completely contrasting to the hate mail, during this whole time where we took the break, I was seeing lots of comments on the Podbean page. Uh, we were getting new members in the community group, like yeah. still like almost like daily. Yeah, five and, or ten. Yeah, and then uh, and still seeing easily. the conversations going on in the group, I was like, okay, I think they get it. I think they understand. Yeah, and the the few people that did reach out, it was like they were concerned. They were mm-hmm. like, hey, this did the band break up? Yeah, yeah. Did like yeah, or did something happen? Because the other thing, did we do something? Yeah. The, the the other elephant in the room is that our our local community here in Dayton has mm-hmm. had a really rough, rough. year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and m- most people probably have heard by now mm-hmm. that, you know, that we had the 19 tornadoes hit all at once that just totally devastated, you know, several areas mm-hmm. in the greater Dayton area. And then uh, the, the mass shooting at uh, downtown's Oregon district yep. uh, that became national news. Mm-hmm. And so it just there's been so much going on. And, it, you know, it's just it's been a really kind of weird Weird, weird summer, six months, yeah. weird six months or so, just in general, uh, and so people were just kind of like they were concerned mm-hmm. when they contacted us. It wasn't that they were pissed and pointing fingers, like I was in my head for some reason that mm-hmm. that was what well, was going to happen. Well, I think we all felt that way. You know, it takes me back to when I was a listener <laughs> and like you would kick out like content at <laughs> random times, and I, I was deployed at the time when I discovered the show, so I was like, it was like 
you you were kind of like a benchmark like okay every time dave releases a show i'm one week closer to leaving and then like you you, <laughs> you skipped a couple weeks and i'm like uh <laughs> hey man uh where's i i need my show man come on give me i need a hit well so the the long and short of it is we're all kind of reset and I, I feel like i wasn't the one feeling kind of burnt out and i started to i just wanted to make sure that we all started having fun when we were doing this again and mm-hmm. i feel like that's where we are again mm-hmm. um i've been getting like the jitters like wanting to like let's record a podcast let's make videos and i you guys have been contacting me hey are you going to record and so the, but then the having that the time family, was now having that fam know? jam though was pretty dope the too. fam jam yeah. absolutely so y'all got to see this guy <laughs> talk with his hands that's right that's right a, a rare moment of yeah. tony on video yeah. doing some scratching yeah uh, whoops so that was uh it, it's a rarity we always try to get him at every every kind of function to spend a few minutes doing some freestyle scratching and sometimes he'll do it but usually not if there's a camera out mm-hmm. so uh to check it out on the youtube channel that's that's worth checking out and so that that kind of really ties into to what we're getting to with passionate dj in general is uh we're excited to do the podcast again but mm-hmm. we are going to slow down the pace a little bit and back it off to uh bi-weekly and that's just so that we have a little more time in between to properly plan for episodes mm-hmm. and not kind of rush the production schedule like we were before to a point where it's like every Sunday night is a panic mm-hmm. situation. Like, oh, we got to get tomorrow's yeah. done. Uh, that gives us just a little buffer in between. Um, the, uh, the plus side of that is that that leaves more room in between for like more random stuff stuff in between so specifically i'm right now what's on my mind is the youtube channel because that's what i'm having the most fun with Mm -hmm. but this could be live streams this could be you know tony and i've been talking about twitch a lot Mm -hmm. um you know exploring this guy's got his whole twitch master master plan in in his living room that's one thing yeah Yeah. tony's got a whole rig what's your what's your handle on uh they love the d (laughs) 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 that's so good But he's got a real nice, uh, it's uh, like a record shelf set up with uh, the DJ set up on top and then like a just a big ass green screen mm-hmm. behind it. And uh, he's got a, a real nice set, some lights in there and stuff. And yeah, that's that's going to be fun, man. I can't, I can't wait. wait to see what you do with that's that. It's going to be a good time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about doing Twitch stuff and, and live streams on YouTube and more live Facebook stuff and uh, just more things that are like, Hey, I was thinking about making a video about how such and such happened in the DJ industry, and then we can just do it mm-hmm. and then produce it, and then when it's done, put it out. And that really does more of a service to our content rather than just like keeping a pace like yeah. we were before. Uh, so I'm actually really excited about that kind of new direction with it. Um, one thing we did go ahead and sacrifice was the uh, after party, uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. And that was just because it wasn't doing what we hoped. We never hit our goal. Yeah. It was supposed to be, uh, it was a three-month experiment, and we actually ran it for a year. We mm-hmm. kept it going. And we just didn't hit our goals, and it wasn't really the way for us. So we did go ahead and cancel that. It, it was a little bit um, challenging. You know, doing the four shows was hard enough, but then adding that fifth show onto it, yeah. it you know, became hard for yeah. all of us to participate mm-hmm. so as far as like podcast episodes go we're reducing the output by half or a little or a little less than mm-hmm. half that way we can do more cool stuff in between um and that brings us to fam jam which is one of those cool things yeah so we did that was totally i was in indiana that you, day and i was like <laughs> i was like oh i need to hurry up and get home so i can or so i can you know drop by because i think my my daughter had an event or something and i was just like you know Okay, baby, I gotta go. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made sure to at least get you in for five seconds on the video, yeah. showing up fashionably late. Yeah, proof of life. Yeah, <laughs> but that was that was sweet. That was dope. That was nice to have. So you know that we've been talking, you know, through the summer. Like, what is it that we want to like when we come back with with making content again? Like, what do we want to be doing? And one thing that kept coming up as like more music shit mm-hmm. like we, like let's do like yeah for as much DJs, as we, for as much like, as we talk about music and djing yeah. we don't we've never really done a lot of it oh for you guys like on video right as as part oh. of of passionate dj and, and sharing that with with the audience and so 
we decided to experiment with that and um, it ended up in what we're calling fam jam and basically the idea is reach out to friends of the show um, people kind of in our net our extended network bring them in and then just with pretty much no rules just almost open decks turn mm-hmm. it on we live streamed it for the first one <laughs> and we just here yeah. do whatever you want no matter how many times facebook tried to cut us out yeah we had to restart it like eight times but <laughs> luckily the the recording kept going for mm-hmm. the whole thing and so i recorded a couple different angles and we didn't really know what we were going to do with it it was just like here's here's a bunch of stuff and throw it into the editing software and make something out of it, you know? And so we got like a ceiling shot kind of overhead mm-hmm. and we got like two sort of front side angles and we yeah, really good sound connection through the, the same mixer we're using right now to record the podcast. And uh, we had, it was uh, Trip and Tony played and then uh, former guests, DJ Access and Firecat 451. Mm-hmm. So we had some out-of-towners come in, you know, semi-out-of-towners yeah. uh, come in, but they were, you know, friends of the show, and we're like, hey, play whatever you want. Um, so we started, it was mostly four to the floor, you know, mm-hmm. so Tony started out with some uh, techno and like progressive sounds, and uh, Trip, you know, took it up a couple of notches in energy, and then Will jumped in, he played house for a while, and, you know, DJ Access was scratching the whole time, mm-hmm. and he played some stuff, and... Yeah, it was really cool. And then, you know, Firecat played drum and bass for, you know, a little segment in there. So we... Tried we, not to play too much trance because we wanted the cops showing up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he might flip the table or something. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out The Bad Gigs 2 with Firecat 451. That's right. Uh, so we we played for, what, five hours, something I think, ridiculous, that night, yeah. And re- recorded the whole thing. And uh, then we're like, okay, now we have all this footage. What do we do with it? So we... <clears throat> I kind of hacked and slashed it down to about uh, an hour and a half, two hours worth of stuff that I felt was a good representation of how the night went mm-hmm. because it was the end result. The video is, is very, it's not overproduced. It's kind of like a behind the scenes mm-hmm. feeling. So you see us walking in front of the camera, you see us interact with the live audience. Yeah. You see us like, there's a couple times where, you know, DJ access brought his rain 12s. And everybody wanted to play with him because nobody, none, none, none of us have spent, ever used to spend time with him. So there's a couple times where you know people just walk up and do a couple little scratches and oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> nod and point you know, and we left all of that in. Trip and, eating potato chips. Yeah, pickles. <laughs> pickles. Oh, pickles, pickles, pickles chips. Okay, right. And you know, so we had some fun with that and put it all together and, and condensed it, and then had a pretty cool video. But then I was like, okay, but. What are we, let's give them a reason to watch the video. What else can we do? And what I, what inspired me was something that I used to watch as a teenager, which was... Pop-up video. Pop-up video. I, I was not a teenager when that show came out. I was. <laughs> so, but uh, VH1's pop-up video, yeah. they used to pop up little kind of tidbits of information on top of music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Music videos were these stuff. things where they had songs. <laughs> Just a little trivia. But there was a story to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Short movies, short films. Yes. Uh, so I kind of took that and was like, okay, I don't want to make it so like frequent as that, mm-hmm. but like maybe just overlay some little bits of trivia like that for people who are watching, just kind of give them a reason to have something to look at, mm-hmm. you know? And so we kind of took that and overlaid some, I think I called them fun facts mm-hmm. after that. And so... There's just a little few extra things to, to spice it up, and it turned out, I think, pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So I, th- I called it Fam Jam 1 because I already feel like we're going to do it again. And I think, you know, being that that was just a total experiment, this time we'll maybe know a little bit more, like, what the concept is and what we're trying to do and maybe get some more behind-the-scenes shots and stuff like that. And so we all that to say... You know, we want to be doing more of that kind of stuff and like behind the scenes of shows and, you know, bringing, bringing you like into certain situations that you wouldn't otherwise be in, bring mm-hmm. you in the room. And, you know, those might be 5, 10, 20 minute videos. They might be podcast segments. They might be hour long documentary videos. We don't really mm-hmm. know. We don't have a specific plan. All we know is we want room to explore that stuff. So one thing that uh, that I want to do in this episode, so we always kind of 
do like a catching up episode as far as like industry news and um, DJ hardware and stuff like that. We usually do one or two of these a year to mm. kind of pick up on the stuff that we the maybe didn't stuff, actually yeah. take the time to talk about. And so obviously being that we took the, the whole summer off, this would be a good time to do one of those kind of segments. Uh, so we're going to talk about DJ hardware that came out um, in the past few months. We're going to talk about industry news. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, it is the month of October, and every October we do a special, and that special is the midnight edition of our classic Passionate DJ logo t-shirt. So if you go to Passionate like DJ... Like this, but different. PassionateDJ.com <laughs> slash midnight. This is the only time of year you can get this shirt. Mm -hmm. It's like the blacked out classic version of our logo, almost like... Uh, it's like a dark gray on black, or a yeah. You guys have seen Trooper light black multiple times. On dark yeah, that's, black. that's one of his favorite uh, yeah. shirts of it, ours. It's kind of a hit every year, but we only offer it for that uh, thirty days or so. So, uh, passionatedj.com/slash/midnight. That's what I'm wearing in the fam gym. That's right. Oh, it yeah, is. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay, so let's talk hardware. <clears throat> Uh, one thing that came out over the summer was the Roland DJ707M, and I was actually interested in your thoughts on this one because this is geared specifically towards the mobile mm -hmm. DJ market. Um, it's a it's a thousand dollar Serato controller, and its its kind of main focus is connectivity. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's got a lot of options. It does have the dual USB ports thing. So if you if you are doing changeovers mm -hmm. or something like you're doing two different sources, you can do that. Um, it's got 16 performance pads for use with Serato. It's got four line and two phono inputs. It's got dual mic inputs, and each of those have their own uh, equalizer yeah. and effects uh, sections on them. Um, has both XLR and RCA master outs, booth out. Uh, RCA zone output so you can control separate audio levels, um, auxiliary inputs. So it's it's got basically everything you're going to need to like be the center of the sound rig, mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of important for for mobile DJs. So if you've basically if you've got a, a powered speaker setup, you can just plug and go, slam yeah. into that, and you're good to go. Um, but it also brings the uh, the Roland the TR uh, drum sequencer mm -hmm. functionality, uh, it must bring him to the, to the drum pads because it doesn't have the 808 kind of strip, strip on it, but the it, top, yeah. it brings a sequencer uh, and oscillator functionality. Um, and it's it's got like, uh, so each of the outputs, like the booth output, the master output, uh, the zone, and the, um, yeah, those are the three. They each have their own separate like output processing mm -hmm. so you can it has like a four band eq so if you can eq what you're sending to the house separately from what you eq that you're sending to your monitors mm -hmm. and so on so it's Which like is, it's very I, specific for each kind of output yeah, from my knowledge i think that's the first from a quote controller where you can level all those yeah. things because yeah being able to like eq your monitor because like for me like i use in-ear monitors i usually just use the reference monitor just so i can feel the bass yeah. You know, so I don't really need all that high end stuff, but I mean, if, if you're like a headphone guy and you know you you know pop one ear off, just having the ability to adjust the sound for you, mm. I mean, that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool that like the the controller market has has advanced to the point where there are valid products being marketed to the professional. DJ that like does that for a living, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the mobile DJ kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because it used to be at least the impression I have, I, I haven't been like a, a working mobile DJ, but I always got the impression you kind of had to piecemeal a lot of stuff together to get the kind of rig that you want and play the, the kind of light show that you want. Yeah. You, you know, you were doing some mobile stuff, Tony, for a little bit, weren't you? I mean, nothing crazy, but just years dabbled ago, in it a little bit. Years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but like to your point, David, like, yeah, you kind of had to come up with this Franken rig, yeah. you know, if you wanted to do like different zones for outputs. Because I've read uh, other DJs talking about using this system where like if they um, have uh, a reception area, maybe like there's a cocktail area or like a separate yeah. area and like running uh, speakers to that area and you can adjust it so that maybe it's not as loud or you turn down the bass. Where yeah. everybody's like in this other room versus like on the main dance floor, 
So that gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of uh, what type of sound you're putting out to a certain area if you're putting out multiple channels. Yeah, it's it's nice because because DJ hardware is so like over engineered and stuff by now they suffer from feature creep Mm -hmm. so it's nice when those features that keep getting added and added are like super practical things like that that are useful rather than just like well we'll just add 12 more sound effects yeah (laughs) or more drum pads right yeah because 16 pads instead of 12 or whatever i don't like in all of my mobile work, I, I've never like decided to do like live performance and start doing, you know, drum pads and stuff. You know, right. I'm trying to, like I said, my goal is to get grandma on the dance floor. She doesn't give a <laughs> shit if I can sequence or anything like that. Right. So yeah, for a, a useful feature like that to be on a controller, I think that's, yeah. that's pretty solid. And the other thing uh, cool about this controller is it has a built-in function for uh, feedback suppression. Mm-hmm. So it actually listens for feedback and will, adjust your output to, to squash it mm-hmm. and it will also try to prevent it so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool uh, the new mark scratch this is a, uh, a $500 battle mixer and it's meant for Serato actually it comes with a full Serato DJ license and it's kind of it's kind of aimed at that DJM S9 market you know it's got the toggle effects uh, switches do you know what I'm talking about where they're like oh, rocker yeah, switches yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they're you know, you push them up and then we, they spring back. Go, yeah. yeah. Dedicated filter and instant looping knobs. So kind of like with tractor, how you can hit a knob and push it down and it'll grab a loop. You know, yeah. it has that functionality. Um, you know, high end 24 bit sound card, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Um, then it comes with a prime loop sound pack, which I guess is a $200 value and a two month subscription to sound switch, which is that lighting control mm-hmm. software. Uh, one kind of downside to that is there is no auxiliary input or ascend and return. So mm-hmm. I always try to mention that probably not a big deal if you're doing scratch battle mixing, but worth mentioning, uh, pioneer, they came out with a couple of things since we were last on, uh, probably most notably the DDJ 1000 SRT. So this is basically the Serato equivalent to the regular DDJ-1000. So Pioneer is back to making Serato variants of their hardware again, which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, the cool thing about this one is it actually does kind of have a very uh, particular market segment that they're aiming for. So it's, it's basically the Serato user who wants the the industry standard layout mm-hmm. because you get you get everything laid out like a CDJ and a, a DJM 900 Nexus 2. Mm-hmm. I mean it's almost identical the way it's laid out right down to the fact that it's not symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got like the pitch knob on the right on, on both, both sides. sides yep. You know, and so for if you're a Serato user but you want to get used to that setup, mm-hmm. then they're actually catering to that, which is kind of interesting i thought yeah because i i don't think it's i mean from uh i mean they already have the 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 equipment made all they need to do is just you know yeah update the software and maybe put a different sticker on it yeah it is kind of an easy buck for for For, pioneer when you think about it that way (laughs) and and, um i mean serato it's it's been around for a while i don't think it's going anywhere yeah Yeah. and and i i mean i appreciate pioneer trying to get people to migrate over to record box but at the same time like I just, you know, talking with Tony right now, like I don't think I've seen a scratch DJ not use Serato. And I, I generally favor any kind of setup where they're not like forcing your hand into a, a mm-hmm. certain kind of system. Well, like Pioneer did for such a long time. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, it's got, uh, I should go through the basics here. The full size, low latency jog wheels. Mm-hmm. It's got a Magvel fader for it's, scratching. Yeah. Actually it's, it's guaranteed for, 10 million motions they say put, eight, eight, yeah tony you gonna put it to the test let's like, <laughs> say it's like five hours for cubert <laughs> yeah. um, and it's got the uh so if you recall the the regular 1000 that's the pioneer controller that yeah. has the little jog displays in the center yeah, that's of the, the one that dave and i did the uh 
uh, a unboxing video and then Dave exactly. did the, the, the hands-on. Uh, but yeah, same exact thing, just Yeah, so this Serato. actually does the same thing. Yeah, for Serato, exactly. Um, it also comes with a free voucher for pitch and time, so you can do additional mm -hmm. key shifting types of things. Uh, it does have inputs for CDJs, turntables, um, but it uh, and it can be used standalone, mm -hmm. you know, for vinyl mixing or whatever. Uh, dual USB. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's got all the things that the base one does. It's just uh, meant for Serato. Uh, less notable was the DDJ SB3 in gold, and this is just literally a gold edition of the lower end SB3. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool looking. It's got gold jog wheels and trim. It's $249. Sweet. <laughs> uh, matching pair of headphones, the HDJ X5BT. Same thing. They're just the same headphones, just with gold trim. No big mm -hmm. deal. Vmoda came out with some crossfade M100s that are supposed to be pretty nice. They might be uh, worth looking into if you're looking for some kind of uh, alternative brand headphones. A lot of people seem to like the, the V-Modas. I've heard a lot of good things about them, whether you're using them for, for Bluetooth or for more DJ purposes. Mm -hmm. um, and then a couple of like way, way too expensive, super fancy <clears throat> boutique mixers came out. A couple of rotaries. The Master Sounds Radius 2 valve and Alpha recording system model 9900 and i'm not gonna really go too much into those because they're very, very expensive very expensive and very niche <laughs> and nobody's gonna buy them but uh, they're like six thousand dollars you know so but they they're just very bare bones rotary mixers with high-end analog components mm -hmm. it's that sort of thing uh so that's that's pretty much all the hardware really that we uh, of note that we haven't really covered uh, other than uh you know, Phase was right on the cusp of, of releasing mm -hmm. Phase DVS uh, when we first went off air. So uh, that is out, mm -hmm. and they had some trouble with some of the performance. I guess there was some, I don't know if it was latency issues or stuttering yeah. or what it was, uh, but they just recently uh, released Did a, a patch, firmware yeah. update. You had to patch it. Uh, so that might be worth looking into if you are uh, thinking about getting phase DVS, which, uh, if you recall, is basically, uh, if you think of almost like a little USB thumb drive looking thing, mm -hmm. but it fits around the spindle of your record and it's got little motion sensors in it. And when you spin it around, it basically sends some kind of time code signal witchcraft wirelessly through, <laughs> through yeah. witchcraft and, and magic, uh, to a receiver. And then that connects to Serato or, or whatever you're mm -hmm. using. Um, Pretty cool technology. Uh, yeah. I saw it at NAM, and it—I mean—it really does work. Uh, there was uh, demos going all day long, and so apparently they had the the demo rig working, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual production they had ones, a little yeah. trouble. Uh, so I don't know um, if they're still having trouble or not, but uh, it, it is a pretty cool, pretty cool device. Um, there was some buzz in the streaming services industry over the summer a mm -hmm. lot of these uh, services are starting to integrate with different uh, you know, dj related stuff uh, I, i've mentioned i've commented before that the only place where i use actual downloaded digital files is with djing mm -hmm. and i use you know streaming everywhere else and it just it makes me feel like a dinosaur with with a djing mm -hmm. even though it's what i'm used to it's just it's kind of this weird dichotomy yeah. i guess and so um you know no no sooner did i start saying that that they all it, it just started happening yeah. so yeah it was it was bound to happen um so you can now dj music from beatport link which is their kind of streaming service uh with Recordbox dj and that's huge mm -hmm. that's probably the the most notable one a um, couple other things you can now dj music from title on the prime four the denon dj uh, controller mm -hmm. and you can now dj music from spotify with the dj uh, ddj 400 pioneer um, also beatport partnered with uh, loop masters to bring uh, sample packs and full songs i guess they have a library of full songs as well uh, into beatport uh, so i guess beatport is uh, you know has seen the writing on the wall as far as digital downloads go mm -hmm. and they're you're really starting to see them integrate in in different ways and yeah. use different technologies to to stay afloat it seems 
Yeah, and for me, you know, being the mobilist of the four of us, um, I had a lot of apprehension originally about the streaming because I've learned not to rely on technology because it's dependent upon Wi-Fi signal or cell signal, depending on what you have. And in Ohio, especially a lot of these weddings that I do, they, the whole barn wedding thing, mm-hmm. that's like a whole phenomenon that I've been experiencing for the, the past four years. And luckily, you know, the, there's one that I pretty much have a, a stable amount of clients that come through this one particular barn because the, the, the family that owns it like really appreciates <laughs> what I do for them. So they usually recommend me, but, um, they actually have been kind enough to give me like their home password. So that way I'm not tied into everybody else's password that's uh, going through all their Wi-Fi systems. But I usually tend to use the um, antenna on my um, iPad oh. because I just, I don't trust anything else. <laughs> it's just, you know, call me paranoid, call me whatever. Yeah. But if you're going to use these streaming systems, you need to make sure that you have a dedicated data stream some way, shape or form. Um, and then even if you, are not in one of those rural settings. There was one event I did where it was at a um, old train depot, and you know, everything's all made out of concrete and steel. And like I had shit for signal. I actually had to hardwire in to an Ethernet port, mm. and I had an adapter for my MacBook. Luckily, because I I was getting like one or two bars, and oh, you know gosh. again. And it, but like, but again, I knew this a week before, so I was trying to come up with workarounds. But I've been starting to learn from some of these other venues I work where you know, some DJ just show up and they don't prepare for these things because they show yeah. up the day of and they're like, Oh, I don't have cell phone signal. What's your Wi-Fi password? And they're like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, that's not part of what we offer. Yeah. And, um, so for those of you that maybe are in the market for a wedding DJ, um, maybe ask them what kind of software they use, because if they're totally reliant on some sort of streaming service and they don't have a backup, um, it's, maybe not the best idea but i mean they might be able to get by but ask them that question i i I encourage you to do that me i still have a a a butt ton of uh music downloaded and um, there's plenty of times where i download music uh just for events because i don't want to rely on the streaming for whatever particular reason and so for me i use the ddj 1000 when i'm doing all these uh corporate and weddings and stuff like that and one thing i will testify for is uh uh uh, Spotify does a horrible job of differentiating between uh, explicit and clean lyrics. Okay. Because a lot of people rely on these playlists that yeah. show up. And um, these playlists are peer driven. So they'll be like, because uh, one the other day was like a, a specifically a clean version, uh, clean truth hurts, you know, by, by Lizzo. And I'm like, okay, let me take a listen. You know, I just took a DNA. <laughs> turns out I'm a bitch, you know, and I'm like, whoa, no, 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 that's not clean. So, that's one thing I will uh, tell you about. Just because if, if you are streaming music, if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it before you play it, mm. especially in the wrong setting. Yeah, and that's something that's changed a lot, I think, with, with DJing is like you, there was really a thing about like knowing your tracks, mm-hmm. right? Like you had either a crate or a, a wallet or whatever it was, mm-hmm. your collection, and you mixed a lot of those tracks over and over again mm-hmm. in different contexts, and you knew you know, oh, this has a 16 bar intro, Mm -hmm. this slams right in. And you just, you knew all those little details. And now it's getting so much easier to just play kind of randomly freestyle willy nilly, which is, which we've done here before, you know, just for fun. But it it does make it, make you wonder what, how that specifically is changing the the art of DJing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that changed a lot because it's so e- it's so easy to become a DJ now. Like the barrier to entry is so much lower from a financial standpoint, and there's so much access to music. Um, and then, like I said, just people, you know, I, I've uh, heard people DJing just like off their phone for a wedding or something like that. You know, I don't, I'm not fully convinced that people that are at that level of DJing are screening all the tracks that they're playing. They yeah. might just take a playlist and be like, okay, well that's what they want to hear and just hit play. But, but then again, some people maybe aren't as um, scrupulous as I am when it comes to the uh, content right. <laughs> of the songs, but that's something like I pride myself on. So, Well, to kind of further draw a circle around the, the changes that are happening, um, you know, in the music industry, as far as that, that technology goes uh, in the latest 
update of Mac OS, they killed iTunes. iTunes, yeah. Uh, they replaced it with music, mm-hmm. your Apple Music app. Yeah, it, that was a lot of, that's kind of clickbaity. <laughs> they made it sound like they were getting rid of, you know, it all completely, but they basically broke it out into like three different apps, I think. They, they did, but they've, they've removed the ability for the software to connect to third-party applications mm-hmm. to share XML, XML files. And what that means is uh, it no longer shares data with Tractor or Serato or Rekordbox or any of that stuff. So if you're that kind of DJ that maintains your library in iTunes mm-hmm. and then plays your iTunes playlists in your DJ software, that connection has been severed now. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. So you're going to have to come out with something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. And for me, that's how I used to catalog all my music was through iTunes because you can make yeah. those smart playlists and everything. So, so the, if anybody the, has a workaround. The, the latest version call- is Catalina, right? Is that, I think that's yeah. what it's called. Um, I recommend if you're a DJ, do not update to Catalina on your DJing laptop yet if you use a Mac. Um, that's one great reason why, uh, if you, if mm-hmm. you use that kind of library management, uh, who knows what's, what's going to happen to, uh, that library and your workflow. Um, and then the only other thing that, uh, kind of happened over the summer is, um, native instruments laid off like a shit ton of, of their staff. Yeah. And this is not, this is like the second time they've done this in about two years. Yeah. Would, could you maybe look up a, a story on that? We can get some details, but it's, you know, I was, I was kind of hopeful that, that native instruments was really kind of rededicating themselves to their DJ audience because that, you know, the tractor pro, uh, the update came out mm-hmm. and they actually made some changes and some updates to the, the code. And, um, they released a little bit of hardware that, you know, they came out with the Mark three version of the, the S4, S2 and S4. S2 and, S4. Um, and, and then they got silent again and it, it, you know, the tractor user base is just falling and falling and falling. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, way behind now where they used to really be an industry leader. And it kind of makes you wonder where, where they're at. And yeah. And part of the, the complaint from the community on them is that they just basically made the software prettier. They haven't mm-hmm. made any like changes in the architecture or the software itself. Yeah. They gave it a flat design language, like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it says here they laid off a uh, hundred people, and this was uh, in the beginning of September. I mean, that's that's a big percentage of yeah. their employee base. It's yeah, not and, like and, and those people, and, and the then to speak to that hardware point, a lot of those people were in the hardware development uh, department. So, Ooh. are they distancing distancing themselves from the DJ thing, or is that is it just not a lot happening there right now because? the company is having some struggles. Yeah. There's not been any disclosure about like financial challenges or anything, but um, they did do some restructuring. I think was about maybe two years ago. Yeah. I can't remember. And they were trying to address the whole, cause they were, they scrapped, they allegedly scrapped one project to rebuild the tractor platform. And I don't think that really happened. Mm. So, I mean, they, they, they created the app. Yeah. Um, for the iPad and everything. And and I believe they've actually stated or implied at least that the future of tractor software is, <clears throat> is tractor DJ mm-hmm. is the, the, mobile is the app. app. Yeah. Um, and that meaning that that will be the code base that they build on for future versions mm-hmm. of, of tractor. And it'll be like a shared platform. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't ready to make that switch yet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel the same way. I really hope that the, that they get it together because mm-hmm. tractors just, that's where I like to live <laughs> you know, if I have the option. Yeah. But so. if they squeeze me out, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So. And uh, Serato is coming out with stuff like every other day. I mean, they're just, they're just running with it. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I always appreciate about tractor is like, it's all in, like you buy the software and you don't have to buy a patch for this, a kit for that. Yeah. But, um, but maybe that's part of the Except problem. scratch. Well, but now with the uh, tractor, be. yeah, it used to be, but now with tractor <laughs> pro three, it's all in yeah. all in one, but maybe that's part of the problem is that because they just give you everything up front, you know, there could be, uh, could not be cost effective Yeah, or maybe it's coming to bite them in the ass. I don't know. Speaking of scratch, I know Tony spent a lot of time scratching over the summer. Yes, I did. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, you came to me uh, a couple of weeks ago and you were like, Hey, can I 
Can I do a, have a favor? Could you let me borrow your twelve ten, and I'll let you borrow my twelve hundred? <laughs> and I was like, "All right." <laughs> like I didn't. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. So I have a silver one here now instead of a black one. Right? Yeah. He's like, "No, I." He's like, "The torque is is, is different." different yeah. And I I can really feel it. And you're like, "I didn't really notice before." So it, it, is that still true now that you've gotten it home? Like, is it really that big of a difference? A hundred percent. I. I I knew about it when I watched a documentary that hit my timeline before I came over. And then when I came over and I actually started scratching on the 1210 after scratching on the 1200 all like for the two months prior to that, <clears throat> I knew I was like, holy shit. Like it just yeah, a lot better. It's just better. like, is it the response time or it's no, it's the takeoff. It's the torque. Mm. It just, you let go, you bring it back. It's right mm. back on. That's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to have to like, have you show that to me like like do this move like some little baby scratch or something so that i can tell the difference because i you can tell you, you i've had a 1210 and a 1200 for when you years. have your when you have your hand on the record and you're just you know you're just scratching you can feel the difference mm-hmm. because it wants to go mm-hmm. you know you lift your finger it goes interesting have you have you nailed your uh i don't even know what that move is called with with your no. extra back click in it no <laughs> no the desaro uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean i get it every like four tries or something oh, well, that's something still working on it yeah it's like the two and the three click flares they're just <laughs> they're awkward to me because they're backwards yeah what about one more rep mo how's that going uh we are about to release our 90th episode this week um nice just hit forty thousand downloads it's been 90 already yeah so go ahead and, and plug that for the audience who might not be familiar what what is uh, omr so uh after being part of the show i decided to uh, create another show but it's mainly revolves around fitness and crossfit specifically and um basically we talk about psychology philosophy uh, we don't teach you like how you're going to win a competition or anything like that but we talk about like how can you become a better athlete or a better version of you we talk about things from diet nutrition uh, mentality um stress um just think we call it uh, one of our taglines is you know we teach you things outside the 60 minutes meaning 60 minutes is your normal crossfit class we teach you the things outside of that periphery and um yeah, going pretty good um still having fun which good. is key good, yeah <laughs> absolutely um uh yeah and yeah, we're ten, yeah ninety episodes. I, I I never I I never knew how long this thing was going to last, but uh, well, having fun. Most don't make it past the, uh, twenty twenty episodes. Yeah. So yeah, you're crushing it. Yeah, but yeah, the you still don't know a lot about the numbers. Whenever I ask yeah. Dave, he's like, I don't know either. <laughs> what do these metrics mean? I, <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Looks good to me. Yeah. Dave's feedback is like, are they going up? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then you're That's doing all good. All I go for. Yeah. <laughs> are they going the correct direction? <laughs> but yeah having a good time so i will share a little Mm. bit of feedback for everybody out there especially mobile djs so yesterday i was doing that uh dayton strong or dayton city fest Mm -hmm. which was to raise money for the uh people that were affected by the tornadoes that came through and the shooting so 100 percent of the proceeds are going to people that were affected by those two um, things when i was originally approached about it it was uh, from someone who i had worked with four years ago and you know, they say, you know, we're just looking for a DJ to play music in between artists and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah, I'm all about it. What I failed to realize is that um, it was put on by a religious organization. I didn't learn that until I didn't really register that until yesterday when I showed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to make a radical course correction Uh-oh. to my playlist. <laughs> 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 yeah with about two hours of you know I, I figured it out about two hours before the show started and i was like i need to yikes take yeah uh, yeah no lizzo no obama <laughs> no <laughs> oh man yeah so um yeah stuck with the classics you know played some uh poppy friendly stuff you mm-hmm. know had made, I may or may not have called my 16-year-old daughter in a panic, asking her for what I could play that's on the radio. Right. Shout out to Michaela. Um, yeah, but uh, I think at the end of the night, it wound up being, well, they appreciated what I did, although they had no idea I had like a severe freak out. So before you volunteer for anything, make sure you understand like 
who the parent organization of that event is. That's funny because you're so you're so good about doing your homework on that stuff. But it was like I said, it was one of these things. Like, like (laughs) she was a friend, so I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I didn't even, and that was the end. Fair enough. I didn't think twice about it, and then yeah. Yeah, it's at Midway Church, you know, on the yeah. back of it. And they're like, Midway Church? That's like that's one of them big oh. churches, isn't it? Uh-oh. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, they had their church band and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to fix this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I started a personal YouTube channel. Um, oh, for all that stuff? Yeah, for, oh. yeah, doing general nerd stuff and, and video game. I, I have a whole retro video game rig over there with, you know, Nintendos and Segas and all that kind of stuff. And mm. I'm way too into that stuff and doesn't really fit on this channel. So I started a personal <laughs> channel for, with absolutely no plans, by the way, or yeah. no, no pacing or whatsoever. It's whenever I feel like making something and it doesn't hey, that, fit on Passionate DJ. Hey, but I'm this, put this, it over this there. whole agnostic stuff uh no pacing that's how all this started (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah and then it became a monster yeah it did uh yeah it's it's meant to to be purely a uh, creative outlet for for random stuff Mm. just to just change it up every once in a while so um and also a place for me to put anything music related that's uh relates to me as david michael the dj as Mm -hmm. the artist instead of like something passionate dj related so that i'm not just flooding it with (laughs) my personal live streams and things uh so um yeah it's it's called david michael the dj is the youtube channel but there's only like a couple of subscribers so it it doesn't let me get a url and stuff yet so Mm. i'll put a link in the show notes to that um and to anything else that you guys want me to plug, um, we'll share in the show notes, uh, in the YouTube channel, and uh, on your uh, podcast app, and in mm-hmm. all the places. And um, I'm glad to be back. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but this is fun. Oh, did Trip uh, had a commitment tonight? So please, yeah, he's not. He's he's still he's still in the band. <laughs> Trip's hanging out. <laughs> now we're gonna chat and catch up with him. Soon, yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be back and thank you guys so much for your patience and for your understanding during this time. You guys have been the best community and audience, uh, that, uh, any of us could ever ask for. And, uh, we'll see you in the Facebook group and we'll talk about it some more. But yeah, for now, this has been the passionate DJ podcast. Peace. Later.